0: Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Y'all ready for this? It's time <laughs> for <laughs> Ice Ice Baby. Oh my god, that was amazing. We are drinking ice wine today. And not like the Ice wine, the German stuff. We're drinking the Canadian stuff. Yeah, I mean they're our neighbors. Is that right, Canucks? Yeah, I
1: think that is. Is Okay, is that is that okay to say that? Is that like isn't that
0: their team? Is it?
1: Do you know (laughs) that they're? Do you know that they are part like the Toronto Blue Jays and all that is is part of like the American leagues? Isn't that kind of weird? Not
0: all sports though, but like hockey.
1: None of them. None of of the. (laughs) Listen,
0: this wasn't a trivia
1: question that I just did. Okay. None of them in the NHL. It's like, and I get it. It's American, like North America. Sure,
0: sure. But it's. I Canadian. just thought it
1: was the United States.
0: Canada. Yeah. I I did not know that. I also am not sure who the Blue Jays are, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so are there, we all talking hockey?
1: They're not. There's no Canadian teams part of the NHL.
0: Oh anyways, moving on. All right, moving on. Canadian wine, ice wine. <laughs> this is what they're actually better known for in terms of wine production, I think.
1: Yes, this is what they're really well known for. Now we've done a Canadian wine before, which was delicious. It was great, but that was
0: that was our typical red wine. This is ice wine. This is completely different. And guys, us. have we got a treat for you and our mouths. We are drinking three different ice wines. They are Cabernet Franc, Vidal, like Vidal Sassoon. Oh, I forgot about that. But hopefully, this does not go in your hair, it goes yeah, in your mouth. Yeah, hopefully, this tastes better in the- too. <laughs> and Riesling, which Riesling should probably come as no surprise because I think we've talked about ice, ice fine in our Riesling episode wait, wait, way, wait, way, wait, way wait back. So, Sarah, do you mind popping one of them? Yes. Cracking one of them. They're like I mean, little no, I don't mini, mind. mini bottles. They're the cutest little things. It's almost like when you're on an airplane and you get a bottle of wine. This is a little smaller than that, but still. So these are
1: 50 ml bottles um, <laughs> because they came in a tasting pack. I'm so excited. Now, if you were going to buy a regular bottle of ice wine, not the tasting bottles, then it would be 200 ml's. And so that's still smaller than a regular bottle of wine, which is about 375 mLs.
0: No, no. Wait. A regular yeah. bottle of wine? Yeah. 750 So 750 Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Half a bottle is 375. You're talking a demi is 375. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, a 200. These are sold in 200 mLs. These are bitty Babies. And actually, Yeah, and if they're you, expensive. So it's... Check like it. Yeah. $25 per 200 mL bottle for one of these. Cheers. My friend. Cheers.
0: We're drinking out of tiny little glasses. Okay. And I'm just going to... Which one are we drinking? This is the Riesling. This is the Riesling? It smells like scotch. Yes.
1: (laughs) No, you know what it actually smells like? Not scotch. Brandy. Close enough. Yeah. I mean, brandy's a little sweeter. Oh, I like it. I need a little more time with it. (laughs) Well, we still have half of a small bottle. (laughs) And other bottles. Perfect. Yeah. So...
0: So, we're drinking Riesling, so we're going to talk about Riesling in the context of ice wine, and just ice wine in general, because we need to talk about how it's made, and this falls yeah. into like, why it's priced it the way that it is. Sarah, first and foremost, do you like Riesling? Do you like sweet wines? Is this a trick question? It's not, but... Oh, okay. Um, no.
1: To both. No, I like Riesling. I like dry Riesling. I don't like sweet Riesling. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. But there is something elegant about a dessert wine that's done right. hmm Like, if it's done I agree with that. right, then it's actually really good, a dessert wine. But Riesling that is sweet to me, like, not an ice wine, like, just sweet Riesling, regular Riesling. Yeah. I'm expecting this to be sweet because it's a dessert wine, it's ice wine, fine. But, like, if I'm drinking a glass of wine, I don't want it
0: to be sweet. I hear you loud and clear and 100% agree with you. I think that I'm expecting something very particular about it. And I think you and I have very similar reasons mm-hmm. or ways that we like to enjoy wine, which is why I think that we tend to go more towards those drier wines. And Riesling is one of those grapes that can go both ways, and it can go both ways very, very well. What kind of ways? I All different ways, Sarah. Whatever ways Sorry. you want there to be. I couldn't resist. (laughs) But Riesling is actually like the most popular varietal to use to make these super, super sweet ice wines. Now, it is spelled two different ways. One, mostly in Europe, which is E-I-S-W-E-I-N. It's ice-vein. And then ice wine, like us Americans who like to do it all fanatically. Yeah. Ice wine, typically made in Canada or probably like the Finger Lakes, New York.
1: Yeah, so Can- Canada is the number one maker of um, ice wines in the world. They make more right. ice wine than all the other countries combined that make ice wine. Germany second, um, and then yes, United States. So like Finger Lakes, New York, Michigan is a big one. Virginia, anywhere where it gets super cold. The other place that makes it is Sweden. Really. Yes, 500 miles
0: from the Arctic Circle in Sweden. I'm assuming that's pretty far north. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure, but uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that that's like the tippy top of Sweden. Itself. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. When I think about wine growing, we typically think about those latitudes that we talked about a while ago in our 45th Parallel episode because you're gonna find most wines are made between 30 and 50 degrees latitude. Above that, it usually gets too cold, but I think that's why we see a lot more of these ice wines coming out of those regions because they do get that. Now, that is also extremely tricky, and here's where we're gonna talk about like how ice wine is really made. It's not just like, oh, I just let it get super, super sweet and um, I decided to just let it hang for a really, really long time, mostly because it didn't really work within my schedule and I just decided to make whatever wine decided to come with it. It's definitely not the route they go. There are very specific stipulations that must be met in order for it to be called ice wine. And so the most important thing is you have to have a frost and yeah. it's only in, after that first frost that you can harvest the grapes, and you have a very short window to do it because Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong, you need to still harvest these grapes as they're frosted, right? Yeah, because they actually have to be
1: pressed as when they're frozen. And so there's certain laws wherever you're, whatever country. So, like, so they differ. Yeah. So in Canada, ice wines require a hard freeze where it has to be negative eight degrees Celsius or eighteen degrees Fahrenheit or colder. So, G. Marquis is the producer, yeah. and we're drinking their ice wines, and they say that theirs are at negative 10 degrees Celsius.
0: That seems really cold, because, Sarah, wasn't there some situation where there was a poor vineyard that broke all of their machines because it goes too yeah. cold? Yeah, so in the
1: 90s, there was a winery in Ontario that broke their pneumatic press because they were trying to press the frozen grapes at negative negative. 20 degrees Celsius or negative four degrees Fahrenheit. That seems a little much. That's like our polar
0: vortex. So I, I know. Mean to say let's
1: avoid the polar vortex. Yes, and let's, you know, do what the minimum needs to be done. If the freeze doesn't come quickly enough, the grapes will rot and the crop will be lost,
0: which is so, very problematic.
1: For example, this winter we're going through now, I don't think we've really had a big freeze. No. So, I mean, this could be one where that would suck. Your crop would be lost. Um, In Germany, they require one degree less, so negative seven degrees Celsius or 19 degrees Fahrenheit or one degree warmer. So that's what their law is. The longest the harvest is delayed, so not only can the grapes rot, but then more fruit's going to be lost to like wild animals, coyotes, things like that. And then just fruit dropping from the vines.
0: Absolutely. And actually, I mean, that's the other thing is that you kind of know you want a specific sweetness. And the cool things about these bottles, can you hand me that Riesling one really quick? Oh, yes, of course. Thank you. So these little bitty bottles, they're just like the most adorable little play set, I think. But it says on the side here, it says the amount uh-huh. of sugar, but it also says the residual sugar based on the bricks score or the bricks level, which is something that winemakers measure in order to see like... All right, I probably need to let these these grapes hang for X number of days to get at the right um, the right level before I'm going to harvest them in order to make a specific a specific alcohol by volume. Uh-huh. Um, so essentially, your brick score is going to be 55 um, percent of your brick score is going to be the ABV if you were to ferment it completely bone dry, so no residual sugar whatsoever. So I want to share this about the Riesling because I think it's interesting. Okay. Go the for residual it. sugar, so the brick score at harvest was 37. And the brick score at bottling was 25. So what that means is that they halted the fermentation. So mm-hmm. if you were to ferment all the sugars dry, it would take forever. It still takes forever to ferment it to what it what it is now. It takes like Three to six months and BRICS levels can be as high as 46. So there's a distinction that should be made because ice wine cannot have any of that botrytis or that noble rot, which is just a nicer way to say that it has that fungus on it. However, it's kind of gross. It is really gross if you look at one of the pictures of it. I'm not not gonna gonna lie. You'd be like, why would I ever drink something that came from this? But there are other ones that can be made from those grapes that have been affected by noble rot. But that's something that's done outside of ice wine. All right. So what are you thinking of your Riesling? My ice wine Riesling. Yeah, I like it. Okay. So on the nose, there's like not enough to like really smell and do all this stuff. I have like. Black tea. Oh, yeah. And again, it smells like brandy. It does smell like brandy. On
1: the taste, I get like a nuttiness, but apricot. Oh yeah. I kind of like it.
0: <laughs> I think it grows on me. Yeah. Like the first sip, I was like, ah, I'm not quite sure about this.
1: So just a little bit about this, this Riesling ice wine. It can be cellared for two to ten years. So Riesling ice wine usually ages better and longer than some of the other ones. The winemaker says that it's exquisite. It has an exquisitely intense fruit profile of peach, apricot, tropical, and citrus fruit with hints of figs and dates. All right, I can kind of get the app. Like I said, the apricot, um, maybe the date, the fig date thing. Seductively creamy and a lasting mouthful, culminating in a truly memorable and lasting finish. It is like a dark golden yellow. I think.
0: Yeah, I like think- almost like honey exactly honey is the perfect color yeah because when you think about it you're like i know what that looks like
1: um and this and all the other ice wine we're going to drink here um the the notes from the winemaker in terms of making it is that the it was uh cold clarified prior to inoculation and then the fermentation was conducted in stainless steel at 15 degrees celsius over four weeks using a specific yeast strain to promote extraction of maximum fruit character. So that's something about ice wine, too, is that they use different yeasts that um, that they add into the wine. Mm-hmm. And then the wine was cold-aged in stainless steel at 8 to 10 degrees Celsius over 8 months, and then stabilized in stainless steel prior to bottling. So a pretty complicated process, it seems. Um, so are we loving
0: it? Are we, are we ready to move on to the next one? ready to move on to the next one. Too early to say if I love it. OK. I yeah. would, yes. I'll give my... Some thoughts later. What are you going to crack next? Should we do the Vidal? The Vidal Sassoon. Vidal
1: Sassoon. Yeah. By the way, these are 2015, if you're curious. Actually, I lied to you. What? What... Um, this Vidal that we're going to drink is 2015. This one was 2013. This recent. There re-sign. you go. And I think the Cab Franc is 2018. Dang. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. So... Hold on, people. A little bit of a cracking for the mm. second bottle here.
0: Okay, so Vidal, while you're doing that yeah. and pouring, Vidal is actually, it's a hybrid grape, which means that it's from a regular Vitis vinifera grape. Mm-hmm. So its parent is it. Blanc or Trebbiano Toscano, uh-huh. which is actually in Italy. And then it's pollinated with the Rayon d'Or. And what is that? I don't know. It says a winter hardy grape used for Saval Blanc. Yeah. That's I thought what C'est it, C'est it Blanc is. was another one. But that is a, a hybrid variety. So when we talk about hybrids, that essentially means that it is part Vitis vinifera, which is like the good winemaking grapes, and part uh, Vitis, it could be Lambrusca or, mm-hmm. ooh, I can't remember the other one, but it is something that is American rootstock. The look on your face is priceless. <laughs>
1: okay, maybe we should cheers. Okay, cheers. No, I'm I never. I I, uh, I I took a sip before cheersing. This
0: also smells like brandy. All right.
1: <laughs> okay, okay that's so interesting. That is so not like the riesling. I mean, I, I get that. Okay, so I've been reading that this has a foxy taste, and I didn't understand what that meant, and now I think I get it. It's
0: not like a uh, Garth from uh, from Wayne's World. Yeah. No, not in that way, though. Um, I feel like it tastes like... <laughs> you know, I couldn't even take a sip because of your reaction out of the corner of my eye. It was just, just so amazing. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know. Um, okay, ready? Okay, hang on a think second. I do this has ever happened to me before. All right, so this this grape was developed in the 1930s, so it's still relatively young, I'll uh-huh. just say. And, of course, it was by a French wine, make, wine grape breeder, specifically, Jean-Louis Vidal. Yeah, of course. He, he sounds super him. fancy. I'm pretty sure that he also invented Vidal so soon, which is also probably not true, I but I just he like did. it. Anyway, his primary goal was to make a wine grape that would be used to produce cognac. Interesting. So I feel like this makes good sense. For sure, because this Ogni Blanc is also used to make brandy. So I feel like that just really aligns with sort of our initial thoughts about the smells. What do you think about the taste? It's like, um, it's too... Okay, I'm going to peel back some layers here. Because it still has... Obviously, it's sweet. But it still has, um... Like more lemony, citrusy stuff. It's much brighter than the Riesling. But there is a specific taste
1: that I am trying to put my finger on. After is it a barn, a barn, like a barn, like an animal yes. barn? Yes, yes, something like
0: that. Is it's it's not pleasant. No, I would certainly say that this is... (laughs) I prefer the Riesling ice wine over this
1: one. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. This foxy wine is not as foxy as I'd like it to be. (laughs) Um, But
0: the barn smell slash taste, sometimes people like it. And sometimes there are wines that are meant to have that. Sure. But it also is a huge wine fault. So if it's not meant to be there, it's a big freaking deal. Well,
1: I don't know. I mean, okay, so what I've been reading about Vidal... So you can make Vidal just regular wine, okay. not the ice wine. They do that a lot in, in the United States. Real, oh, yeah.
0: Sure, probably like in... Like Missouri,
1: yeah. Things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and that tends to be fruity and like grapefruit and pineapple-y, like, like tropical flavors. Yeah, sounds nice. Right. So... Um, the the ice wines you get more caramel butterscotch and sweet
0: apricot flavors is what they say. I don't know what I'm getting here. I don't know. I I would probably err if we are going to talk about and try to pigeonhole this into the description. I'd say that the bright is absolute. This is super acidic, and to me, it's much more citrus heavy than the riesling ice wine. You could probably argue that this is sort of butterscotchy. Butterscotch is one of those flavors that, like, I only like in small doses. I like butterscotch. I don't... I, I would pass it up if I had another option. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like it. So, okay, so this is not our favorite. Then that's okay. So the color is also, it's darker than the Riesling. It's definitely darker. It actually looks in the bottle like it is, like a, a whiskey or something, mm-hmm. if you were just looking at it. So if you, it's bought... a little browner than our Riesling Ice Wine. Yeah, it was also made the same way. Now the Vidal's wines um, or Ice wines don't age nearly as good
0: as the Riesling ones. Well, Riesling is just magic, right? It can Riesling can be aged for decades, and part of the reason is because of its acidity. Mm-hmm. I am a little curious if we had had this a little bit like a couple years ago to make it like around the same age as what we were just drinking that Vidal. If it would be somewhat a little too acidic for us, but it's balanced, mellowing out because of the age. So, this is know. what
1: the winemaker says about this one a fruit bombshell packed with intensely sweet aromas of ripe nectarine, apricot, and tropical fruit that captivate instantly. Its luscious, super rich, and creamy mouthfeel is as impressive as, as it is unforgettable.
0: Unforgettable is right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I'm ready to move on to the cup wrong. Okay. I'm good with that. All right. So, can you, do you I'm going to ask you this because I think I'm just like, I'm banking on the fact that I will like this. Do you mind pouring a little extra? Of
1: course. I don't
0: mind. So, these are Bitty Baby bottles and we finished our Riesling and we did not finish the Vidal. I expect that we'll finish the Cap
1: I feel like we will. It smells like roses. So, it is, it is like um,
0: a dark, like rose oh color. God. It smells like roses. Cheers. Cheers. I feel like you just acted like we were going to do a shot. This is very nice. This is delightful. Yep. Delightful. You could sign me up for some of this. This is 100% Cab. Yes. All of them are 100%
1: that we've been drinking. And this one they describe as watermelon strawberry jam, ripe cranberry notes, dried fig and raisin notes sublime and creamy it lingers on the taste buds in a way few dessert wines can they also say it's rose petal pinkish red which i agree with definitely yep yep it's totally different guys than what we were just drinking
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like thank god don't pour the wrong one in your glass okay? no i'm not going to do that don't mix and match Trust me we me. don't need a master mixer here. i'm not
1: gonna do it i'm not i'm not
0: let's talk a little bit more about ice wine. So like a little bit more about how it's made because we talked about like what it has to do on the vine. Right. But when it comes off of the vine, it needs to go through special steps too. And so these wines are so special because like we said before, you cannot have that noble rot. So you're not talking about that machine harvesting stuff because you got to make sure that there's only the good, only the best shit that's in here. So each grape is handpicked one by one. And it's not like they pick a bunch. They pick individual grapes that are hand-selected to
1: go inside of this. It's absolutely crazy. You don't know when the first freeze is coming, so you have to have like a labor force on call and then be able to have everybody hand-picking them one by one. Yep. And then, since the fruit has to be pressed while it's still frozen, they often have to work at night into the early morning And then the cellar workers have to work in unheated spaces.
0: Yeah. So you're freezing this entire time. I can't even imagine. They must have very short shifts and like swap outs. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, like, get in there, James, or whatever. And like, you know, like 30 minutes in, you're like, all right, time to switch. Second bench up or whatever. Because you're right. It's just, you need to preserve the cold. And so, but you also need to have all this like well-trained people who are doing this. So that you ensure that you get the best. Now, the other thing is that ice wine requires four to five times as many grapes as regular Mm -hmm. wine. I was just going to say that, yeah. Yeah. So
1: when they're pressed, the yield of juice for ice wine is only 15% of the yield of juice for regular wine. Crazy. And then it has to be separated from the
0: ice. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because the ice is going to then... Water it down. Um, I was just going to say deconcentrate, but yes, (laughs) dilute it. That would be a more scientific word to say. Um, Water it down. Water it down. Yeah, absolutely. Learning that has helped me appreciate a little bit more the cost of it and sort of what goes into it because it's not just somebody who's like, hey, I feel like making a real sweet wine and just, you know, goes off and does it. There's way more time and labor involved in this because you really need to get around, like I said before, those very tight restrictions on what can then be labeled ice wine. Because if it's not labeled ice wine, it would be called... Ice box wine. Is that correct? That's it. When like it doesn't go through the natural freeze, which is required for actual ice wine. So interesting you say
1: that. Yeah. So there are certain, so certain countries require that your ice wine have a natural freeze. Mm -hmm. So that would be like the United States, Germany, Austria, Canada require that. Now there's other countries who would do something called extraction or mechanical freezing where they simulate the effect of a frost... And don't let the grapes hang for extended periods of time, as you do with natural ice
0: wine. Those are ice box wines. I can't say I've ever seen that. So, And this this yeah. distinction would be made on the label, too.
1: And, you know, these are probably going to be from places
0: where they don't have the freeze, right? Right. <laughs> but then it's like, why force yourself to make a specific wine that the that the land just doesn't want to make? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Because people just want to do it, I guess. I guess. I guess. guess. I guess. So, but there's only a few that do that. It's not like you're going to see these often. No,
0: I don't think I've ever Um, seen icebox wine. Right. So then after you make all this and go through that whole, like, very long process, the months to ferment, the cold stabilization, all of that stuff, you bottle it, you're going to find that you have... A high amount of residual sugar. That's mm-hmm. kind of the point, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be 180 up to as high as like 320 grams per mm-hmm. liter. Mm-hmm. Just for some comparison, your Coca-Cola is half. It's like 100 grams per liter Okay, is the amount of sugar. Crazy. So, yeah, yeah. And can you imagine that there are some wines that have three times the amount of the sugar? Let's just say we don't need to be drinking a full glass of that. I feel like that's more like a cordial. That's more like a like a port. Yeah. You know?
1: I would rather just drink a lot of regular wine. <laughs> and not worry about that. And I'm then, with you, girl. Yeah, I mean, that just seems kind of ridiculous. Or I'm with you. Or a
0: lot of regular wine and then eat some dessert. Between these three bottles, we don't even have a full glass of wine. <laughs> But would you be satisfied if there was more of the Vidal? No. No. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. Would you be dissatisfied? Wait. I can't remember what I was going to ask. I can
1: leave the Vidal. So, oh, I, I also, I have the answer about Vidal Sassoon. Do you? Vidal Sassoon is the name of the founder of Vidal Sassoon. So it's not the same.
0: Oh, the dude's first name was Vidal. Yeah. So we, we totally got that wrong. Okay. All yeah. right. I'll take it. I own it. I yeah, own my mistake. It's cool. That's fine. It's cool. It's cool. I mean, that's kind of a weird name. It is. But anyway, so with that residual sugar, we also typically get around 10% ABV. Right? I think all of ours are pretty much around there. I think we've got like a nine point something. So not
1: only are you giving me less, you're giving me less liquid, alcohol too. But you're giving me less alcohol. Too. And more
0: sugar. I don't think it's worth yeah, it. I don't know. This is a hard sell. I <laughs> <laughs> I will also admit I've had ice wine before. I did not love it.
1: I like this though. I mean it's a hard sell on paper, but this one tastes The positive. Cap Franc. The Cap Franc.
0: I think the Cap Franc would be my favorite out of the three. If I, I kind of think ranked.
1: the Riesling's my favorite. What? Yeah, I think the Riesling's my favorite. Cap Franc is second, and
0: Vidal is, is, not, on there. is not on the list. <laughs> That one can go away. It didn't make the cut. It I'm sorry. Make the cut. sorry. We only have two spots. Yeah. I mean, this is, a, I think, a unique thing, and that's part of the reason why we wanted to do this, because when do we have an opportunity to drink this many side-by-sides unless we go to an actual tasting? And this is why I love doing tastings with our friends, mm-hmm. because it's like, let's all pick a grape, and we'll see which ones we like and which ones we don't, and try to figure it out. Yeah. That's what you do with ice wine. That's what you do with all
1: wine. Yeah. This one... Is like not exactly... So I guess the most popular one in Canada is this... Oh, in, a skillin. in a skillin. Yeah. I want oh, to try that. We're going to have to try that. So this one is not necessarily that, but they're still... I'm going to be honest with you all. Y'all? Y'all ready for this? Again. I got this at the Duty Free. Heck yeah. So I mean... But they sell good stuff at the Duty Free, right? Yes. Okay. This has won some Canadian Wine Championships... It also won an International um, Wine and Spirit Championship. So, I mean, it's if you go on their website, they have a ton of awards. gmarquee.com. It sounds like a rapper. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I was
0: just going to say that. Um, In addition to our Ice Ice Baby.
1: Yeah. But they're
0: out of Ontario um, on Niagara-on-the-Lake. Have you ever been there? This summer when I was driving out there with my sister and my nieces for my best friend's wedding. And... I was really trying to coax my nieces to being like, yeah, let's go. Nope. It's a cute little town. I've been there. I um, would love to. I really honestly we were so close to it. I'm a little bitter that we didn't. But you know, I think that it would be really nice to go at some point like in the spring or summer.
1: Yeah, it is beautiful. Um, but this is where this is where these wines are from. Um, it's all in Ontario, and most ice wine is from Ontario in Canada. So uh, I think oh, it's they make a lot. 90%, yeah. <laughs> so the Appalachian is actually Niagara Pen- Peninsula. Okay. But, you know, they, I think, they are doing a pretty good job. Um, they say they have fertile soil that warms quickly in the day because they have hot, short summers and then cools rapidly in clear nights.
0: And then they've got the lake. So they have this unique flavor. I'm sure that that definitely impacts what they've got there. I do know Inniskillen has, it's very, uh, it's like world-renowned for the ice ones. Yes. And I know that I've seen it on menus at restaurants around here and in Chicago. And it's, it's not inexpensive. I mean, when you think, we talked a bit about, did we talk about the pricing for like a regular? Yeah. You're going to spend upwards of 30 bucks. I think, Mm -hmm. for most of these, Mm -hmm. which is, it may be hard to justify for some people, but I think that, again, after you have that appreciation for what goes into it, like, in my mind, I'm like, well, shit, that's totally worth it. I agree.
1: (laughs) Um, A little few other notes that the winemaker recommends in serving. So they recommend serving it at 43 to 46 degrees Fahrenheit in traditional cordial or small white wine glasses. Perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're drinking these out of like little glass tea teacups that I have. Um, I mean, it almost looks like a glorified shot glass. It does. Really. Yeah. And then they also recommend pairing most of these with some rich mature cheeses, peppercorn crusted pâtés, and traditional European style pastries. Yes. Also, the Cab Franc, they also recommend fine
0: chocolates. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. I'm gonna say, just because I'm not sure that we would ever have this on here to drink and talk about. Yeah. But ice wine is still not like 100% my favorite thing. I do really like this Cab Franc and I do think that the Riesling, it grew on me. I liked it. I have become a huge fan of Sauternes which is one of those sweet white wines that can have the botrytis. It can have the noble rot and it's it doesn't have that black tea smell. It's much more honeyed and like grilled pineapple. And oh my God, it's so So maybe we need to do a good. podcast on Sauternes. We might. I think we do. It's so flipping good. This
1: definitely has the tea flavor though that you're talking about. It almost tastes like I took a, a black
0: tea and put a shitload of sugar in it. Yeah. I mean, I... For me, no. I don't really get it from the red, but I get, I get it from... I got it from the Reason. I especially got it from the Vidal. I can't drink that, so...
1: <laughs> That's fine. So done. you like the Cab Franc
0: the best? I, yeah, I think so.
1: I think I like the Reason the best, but this is... The Cab Franc is also, I think, a close second, so... Yeah. It's very pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> um, this ice wine is very popular in Canada. It is like... I mean a diamond.
0: I mean a diamond dozen. I say that loosely. Didn't we learn there is something called an ice wine martini? If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. Do you remember that we had a listener write in to us about yes. that? Yes. <gasps> oh. yes, and it it was legit a martini with vodka and ice wine. I if think I'm that not would mistaken. be delish. I we might need to contact her. We might.
1: We might actually. I, a need to, I need to. I need to tea. try this because I think it would be delicious. Yeah, um I am um, I think I enjoy ice wine. I don't think it would be an everyday treat, but I think once in a while I'd like it. But again, like I was saying, if you're in Canada, definitely seek this out. I don't think you're going to have to go far to find it. Um but it's hard to find around here in the United States. You know, go go cross that neighbor, that neighboring line and get some ice wine. I think that it's it's going to be a fun time for you. Or to just check your duty freeze. Or be like me.
0: And just you never know. They might free. have some there. They might. They
1: had a ton of duty free. Yeah. I got this nice little sampler package. So if you can get something like that. It was good. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Happy New Year's again, guys. Yeah. Stay warm with some ice wine, guys.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. Do it again. There we go. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and
1: fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next
0: time, cheers from the girls of DBP.